Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and today we are sharing some PvP stories, discussing some popular community requests, and learning more about Eternal Kingdoms. We are also starting a new segment of the show in which we'll highlight another content creator from the world of Crowfall, so be sure to check that out. You can always follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed and lovely co-host, Chris. Esteemed and lovely Chris, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. On my other show, I uh, that where I have a co-host, I only introduce Brett with, with esteemed usually, so he mm-hmm. might be jealous that I hit you with esteemed and lovely. Um, <laughs> so just keep oh, your eye out for that. Yeah, well, you know, I like to stir drama when I can. You know what I mean? So... um. But yeah, obviously kidding there. Um, the yeah, we're we're a few weeks in now, and uh, we've the last time I I was I was talking about how I had gone to the drag and then left and then had no gear and was kind of confused by how that I worked and, and figured it out. Uh, but this at this point, I've actually spent a little more time playing in the dregs. Um, but before I go there, have you been in the drag much at all? I have not actually been back. I, I ended up having to uh, unlock my character. Um, and then I, of course, needed the equipment um, because I was um, really poor. And so I pulled everything out. And then, of course, I had burnt the tokens. But um, I was also uh, concerned with like getting resources and getting the crafting up and working on the Eternal Kingdom and whatnot. But I'm planning on trying to go back maybe later this week. Yeah, I mean, really, if you leave, if you so, if you take a character to the drag, leave, you know, and they're fully equipped, and you're willing to leave that gear there, mm-hmm. you could unlock the character and bring them back. And then when you go back to the drag, I mean, you're going naked, but not really because you've got, um, you've got the gear still in the bank on the drag. So right, right, it was just kind of a weird situation where I had jumped in and I was like, oh, I actually just need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So I, well, I guess before I go to my drag story, did you did you really get into any PvP over this last week? Um, no, not too much, actually. Um, I mean, we did it, you know, when we went uh, to the dregs that last time. And then, I mean, I've ran around Skypoint a few, a few times um, mm-hmm. earlier this week. But mostly just, like, leveling some alts, uh, made an archer, and... Um, working on, you know, getting mining and some some wood logging and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... And I think I spoke to this last time. It, it, it is really interesting to me how the progression system is almost exclusively through harvesting and crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because again, level 30 is nothing. And then if even if you want to go to... Even if you want to count the additional levels as progression system those are all gated behind <laughs> harvesting and, and then crafting with necromancy or whatever. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very interesting to me to, to see how true that is. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I went to the dreg and I, me and another buddy made assassins mm-hmm. thinking that we would be able to hide, which is true because with the assassin, you get, 
on a it's a two two charges of of the ultimate and the ultimate is you blink forward you purge any status effects you go invulnerable uh, and then if i didn't say vanish you also go into stealth so it's kind of the ultimate escape button and again you can do it twice <laughs> in a row if you need uh, that being said, I have still been chased down after doing that, which is highly disappointing. That explains uh, my my issue with fighting assassins. I ran into a few fights like that, and I was like, how is this guy disappearing all the time? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that the two ultimates would do it. Yeah. as that, So I have an alpha warrior, and it also gets, which I guess it's not specific to the promotion, I keep wanting to say spec, but that's not what they call it. I think it's promotion is what they call the subclass that you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alpha Warrior is a subclass of the... Mm, I'm terrible. Is it just champion, maybe? It's not the knight. It's the other tank. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's the champion. Yeah. So the champion ultimate, because the, the ultimate is tied to the base class, not the profession, as far as I'm aware. Um it's a it it has two charges as well. It's interesting how different the characters can be like like that. Like some characters get two charges for an ultimate and some characters get multiple hot bars. Like as the assassin or the archer, right? You either get out of stealth or in stealth as the assassin or with the archer, you get melee and ranged. Mm-hmm. And actually with the brigand that also gets stealth, you get a third bar. Do you get all three? I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm messing around with the brigand, and it looks like it's just the the range and the melee. But I haven't fully specced it out yet, so maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, there's definitely a stealth. A stealth. You get, it says you unlock the stealth tray. Okay. So, and tray is what they call hot bar. So, uh, I haven't looked at it either. I also have a ranger, but it's archer spec, so I haven't messed with the stealth on the the ranger class out yeah i just like leveled it up to 25 and i think i haven't applied the points or looked at it yet oh right yeah that's fair that's fair so so yeah so so me and our buddy are playing the other day and we go out to the drag and it very much reminded me of us playing stealthers in dark age and what i mean by that is that we were afraid of anyone that we saw Um, so most of our time was like, we might chop a tree down or kill a elk or something. And then we're just instantly hiding. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and and with good reason, because on multiple occasions we would kill something and then hide. And then within a matter of, you know, less than a minute, someone would run by or like a group would run by. At one point we were up in a camp on top of this mountain farming and, and then we looked down and there's these three dudes on mounts at the base of the mountain. And we weren't really sure if they could see us. I mean, maybe if they were looking up, they could have seen a nameplate or something, but otherwise they were pretty far away. But I went in, you know, we went ahead and stealthed up and kind of watched and yeah, sure enough, they came all the way up to the top of the mountain and started farming that same camp. And I was grateful that we had stealth because we would have just been killed <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So is it, is it uh just perma stealth? It's not on a timer or anything? Correct. Yep. That's cool. Because it's not an ability. It's a tray, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. just like when you switch between melee and ranged on the archer or the ranger, it's the same thing. You're switching between uh, 
stealth and, and unstealth. There are some things about it that are kind of quirky. Like, um, I think, I think if you're on a mount, maybe you can stealth off of the mount, but then you can't begin the mount cast while you're still in stealth. So, like, if you're on the mount, you can hit stealth tray and it'll automatically dismount and put you in stealth. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And then, but then if you're in stealth and you want to mount, you have to switch off the stealth tray first and then cast the mount, which isn't a huge deal, but it's just kind of a weird little quirk yeah. um, to it. So, anyway, so we, we, we're kind of surviving barely by, you know, catching people and hiding from them and then running and, and farming what little we can. Well, eventually we see a single guy and um, and so we're kind of watching him and then around the corner comes another dude and it looked like a Jedi fight. Like they were shooting lightning at each other and I don't know what <laughs> classes they were or what, but it was a pretty crazy looking fight. Well, one of them eventually wins, but they were the one who won only had maybe 15, 20% health left when he, when he won. Yeah. And so we were like, Hey, let's just get him, you know. <laughs> right. So we jumped down. Yeah, scavengers. I'm not above being a vulture, right? No, no. I mean, you got to, you know, get your fights when when you get them. I mean, this is how we learn <laughs> to play stealthers in in Dark Age, right? Like yeah. you be shady, you be unpopular, you be unfair, you know. Um you got to anyway, get those so, wrong points. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or in this case, whatever he happens to be carrying, I'll take mm-hmm. it. Even if it's just like some peppermints or something, that's fine. <laughs> so we we jump in, and now to be clear, we did level to 30, so we are 30, but we have terrible gear. Just, I mean, it's cloth armor that gives no bonuses to that matter to us. It's, you know, I'll level 11 weapons or something. So our gear is horrible mm-hmm. and we're relatively new at all of this. So I'm sure we're not like mechanically the best assassins that have played Crowfall before, probably closer to the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we, we, two of us jump this one guy at low health. He doesn't kill us. Luckily he does manage to survive. And then he, he must've been an assassin himself or something. I don't know, but he, he gets away. And, uh, but he didn't have a chance to loot the grave of the other guy he had killed that we watched. So we went and did that, which was not very lucrative. It was like a hundred gold and a couple of pieces of resource. So nothing too exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then about 10 minutes later, I see in guild chat, uh, one of our guildies saying, Hey, don't attack people from X guild. I don't know what it's called. And I was like, was that us? And he was like, yeah, I think so. They just hopped into Discord. Turns out we had tried unsuccessfully to gank a dude that you had been working on building an alliance with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, our bad, uh, kind of. Now, I will say, and I, you know, whatever, maybe this is inappropriate, I don't really understand. I mean, what's at stake here? Like, how long does it take to make an alliance? Because as an officer in the guild, I can see the the interface for allying, and it's just a button click. So it's like, it, what are these negotiations? Like, no one has any. We're all poor. So yeah, yeah. just ally with us if you really care. If you're going to care enough to jump in the Discord and be like, hey, guys, 
and push your glasses up your nose. I wear glasses, by the way. Um, <laughs> just click the ally button. If it doesn't work, then leave. But it, I, it's, it's too much to ask me to memorize a bunch of guild symbols and recognize at an instant who's in what guild and what's happening. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's, it's too difficult to manage that. <laughs> right. I mean, I, to be fair, I, I don't think uh, everyone was aware of how the Alliance system works mm-hmm. or um, where to find it or, you know, I mean, there wasn't really any negotiations happening other than we are just talking and getting to know each other and, you know, killing them would, could could potentially like turn someone off, I guess. But I mean, not really. He wasn't mad or anything. He was just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, well, and to be clear, A, we didn't succeed. So he didn't, I mean, he did lose out on the like 100 gold from the corpse that we stole from him. Um, but we didn't actually win. So maybe that, maybe now they won't want to ally because they're like, you guys couldn't finish off a dude with 20% health with two of you. <laughs> so we're good on that. Yeah. Um, in the cloth but, armor too, not even leather. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have money for this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of money. And this is on the drag, you know? Yeah, so, true, true. Not true. a lot of money. So that was actually something that was a little disappointing was, and maybe someone else out there will know and, and can correct us, but I was thinking, so like the rank of resources increases from the Arboreum, which that's the earth quasi pvp zone and i know there's one for sun and moon i don't know what they're called in god's reach and then there's sky point and the resources are better in sky point than they are in that first tier of of zones mm-hmm. and then in drag it's like even better and i also thought that the gold drop would also work that way and maybe it does if you do it like if you were to farm for an hour or something out in the dregs yeah um but yeah, I mean, on a per mob basis, just anecdotally, we were still seeing the same amount of gold roughly drop from mobs out in the dregs that do in, in Skypoint, um, which was dissatisfying because it's way riskier <laughs> to be out in the drag than it is to be out in Skypoint. Yeah, I haven't farmed uh, for a long period of time out there. When we went, it was mostly running around, you know, looking for PvP. Mm-hmm. What was the was about the average drop you were getting for gold still between 30 to 50 oh wow gold per mob yeah mm-hmm. which it just takes you know i mean you need 12k to buy a blue skill and then you need so that means you need 36k to have three blue skills and then i don't know if it's still just another 12k to make the purple one i guess it probably is cuz the same recipe yeah but yeah you just need thousands of gold and i'm not really sure like tens of thousands of gold and i'm not really sure how to easily come upon that Mm -hmm. i think um probably one of the best ways to do it would be once you're able to craft some useful items is, is trying to sell them yeah well i and that's fine, but that's not actually generating new money in the economy, right? Like that's just trading oh, someone else's money. Right. I'm just curious how all the money is getting generated. Like, is it, is there some way to generate money in the game? I guess vendoring stuff would be the other way. So maybe that people are doing that more than I am too. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, all I can tell is, yeah, vendoring and then mob drops. Well, in a game like like WoW, for example, yeah, mobs drop gold. And again, to be, I'll, I'll just preface with, I'm not saying that Crowfall should be more like WoW. That's not my argument. Mm-hmm. Um, just simply, though, that like you can farm money doing quests, right? There's just a lot of quests to do. There's there's daily quests that are repeatable on a daily basis and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Crowfall obviously doesn't feature that, which again is fine. I'm not arguing that <laughs> we need daily quests to go do. Um, but yeah, money just seems pretty scarce uh, and and also pretty useful. Even the beginner quest line, I mean, you can get maybe 10, a little over 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's not that much considering the upgrade to the next level, you know, on a crafting discipline is 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, and to wrap up that story, yeah, the guy came in, complained in Discord, and, and but then it, it we saw him again and we unstealthed and slash danced with him and it was all fine. <laughs> He he didn't seem upset. We didn't get like lectured beyond that or something. So to his credit, I, I, it's not fair for me to act like he threw some giant fit because that actually isn't what was conveyed to me. So yeah, and I mean it was hilarious that because I got the story in a different way, you know, through Discord and the other members, and then I talked to you on the phone later, <laughs> and then you tell me that, and I was like, oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah yeah we're pretty scrubby with our little assassins there we we ran around some more a couple other times with our assassins and just i I mean yeah we i'm confident our gear sucks i'm also confident that i haven't pvp'd enough in crowfall yet to not get over the the tension of it if you will Uh, like whenever i engage in a fight i still get excited you know what i mean so Uh I'm sure I'm not pressing the buttons the best that I possibly could, you know, because I'm like, Oh, I'm fighting and excited or something. Mm -hmm. So those things are there, but yeah, man, we just feel like, I mean, it's like, I've never played a video game before (laughs) trying to fight people on that assassin. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Especially when you're in stealth and have the chance to, you know, pick the fights or you're trying to avoid fights and stealth. It's a, a little different when you're running around in a group it's kind of like well whatever happens is going to happen there's we either have to fight or try and run away yeah and i still do think that if you're going to try and small man it or solo or duo or whatever on the, on the drag like i mean you you don't have to have a stealther but man there's been plenty of times where we've seen someone kind of far away mm-hmm. and stealth and just been able to avoid the fight altogether yeah and if we were on you know any other character I don't think that would happen. I don't think we'd be able to get away. So. Yeah, it lends itself to um, allowing you to go out in the dregs, um, either solo or in a smaller group. And if you're not looking to fight, you know, maybe still get resources out there. Um, right. And avoid the, you know, chaos a little bit. Well, and one thing that is cool about the dreg, though, is you can bank stuff and then... And then again, whether you leave the character there or not, you could always trans. It's at least in this campaign, it's free to export stuff from the drag. So uh-huh. you could also farm better resources out in the drag and then bring them back to uh, the God's Reach or whatever if you wanted without any any problem. 
Right, right. Do you have to unlock your character to access that vault? Nope. Okay. Just when you when you click vault at like the top of the screen or whatever from the lobby screen. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll see on the right hand side there's a what could be a list of campaigns. I mean, it only has the one, but um, but anyway, it shows you the vault from each other each of the other campaigns that you're in that's not shared with your you know God's Reach vault or whatever you want to call it. Cool. It was. It's been like a week since I did it, so I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah, and I also saw it that my, and I don't know if this is this was always there, and I just didn't notice it. But there's also I have ten tokens in the bank. It looks like so I could transfer stuff from God's Reach Vault to the Dregs Vault at the cost of one token per thing that I'm transferring. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't have to be. I wouldn't have to be completely without anything. And I don't know if that was there the whole time and I just didn't see it before. I don't know. I don't, I will say it is still, um, challenging to find, to find information like earlier. Uh, and we're going to talk about this in a, in a minute here, but you talked about, uh, taxes in the eternal kingdoms yeah. and some things you'd heard about that. And so I Googled Crowfall taxes, eternal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I got Crowfall related results right away, but the top result is from 2015. Again, I understand I can go and filter with Google tools, so I understand how that works. My point just being that there's just so much information out there that's not current. Uh, and so it's just, yeah, it can be hard to find something. When I have filtered to only recent, I often just don't get nearly as many results back. Yeah, I mean, when we were messing around with the vendors, um, we put up some vendors in the EK, and that was, you know, quite a process, figuring out how how that worked. Um, Getting, like, the vendor stall, attaching it to the building, and then we had to get an NPC vendor. Well, here, Um, let me... Let me slow you down here for a second because oh, yeah. you were going to talk about this and I don't actually know anything about it because I wasn't participating with you in this. So mm-hmm. so in the Eternal Kingdom, do you have to have a special parcel first to set up the stall? Like, how does it work from the beginning? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so you would have a parcel, which would be the land. So you'd have the land placed uh, and then you would need some type of building on the parcel that has uh, vendor slots mm, on it. So it can't just be any building. Right, right. See, because the buildings and and uh, really everything in the Eternal Kingdom, uh, the building of it functions very Lego-like. You know, it has uh, certain s- snap points. Um, and it, it's really intuitive, you know, as far as building it and everything. But when you place vendors uh there's only so many spots that you can place them in and um getting that to line up right can be a little difficult um Mm. because of the parcel elevation so it's like arc (laughs) yeah i mean ideally you you want a flat parcel if you're going to mm-hmm. do a lot of building, just because it's easier that way. And it, right. it doesn't seem to mess with the functionality of it. It's just that, you know, if you want it to look pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so you've got the you've got the parcel, you've got the building, you get the stall set up, and then where do you get the NPC? Well, actually, where do you get the stall from, and where do you get the vendor NPC from? Um, I crafted the stall uh, with stone stone mason masonry. Okay. Uh, so we built that, and then I was able to purchase an NPC vendor uh, from the Earth Temple, mm. and that, that was like fifteen k. I see. So yeah, so we spent fifteen k on the vendor. Um, got him in the stall, and you actually have to have an upkeep on him to keep him active. So uh. he has its his own treasury, and you put gold in it, and it decreases over time. Hmm. Um, it's like. I mean, it's not crazy. It's like five, five gold every thirty minutes, I think. So ten gold an hour. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, over. I mean, yeah. That's not that crazy, I guess. It, I think what it probably does, though, is make it so that if you don't play for a month, mm-hmm. then your vendor's not going to work anymore. Which yeah. would already be true because your Eternal Kingdom couldn't be act anyway. Whatever. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's just like uh I don't know, like we're giving him lunch money or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, stay up, man. Hey, get yourself something nicer, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is that like 240 gold a day, I guess. Um uh, I think so, yeah. But, you know, when when you're when you're poor, that's you know, it's not nothing. I mean, 15k to buy him, that was pretty much like almost all my gold right at the time dude i'm watching a video i don't mean to interrupt you but i'm watching a video of some guy who streams and, and plays on and has you know uploads some of his stuff to youtube and he's trying to explain how vessels work which is the mm-hmm. thing that you buy to level up and yeah. yeah he just real casually like buys one which is 15k uh goes to equip it accidentally sells it and when you sell it i think you only get like 500 back or some tiny fraction back. oh man doesn't yeah. care at all and laughs about it and is like oh i sold it my bad all right let me get another one it's only 15k no big deal and in his bag he just has multiple inventory slots that have gold in them because what? there must be a cap to how much gold can go in a stack if you will yeah uh, and yeah he's just got stacks and i was just like well that's different than how I play. So, <laughs> well, it's a side story is uh, I had um, four leatherworking disciplines on me, green ones, and I thought they were. I had vaulted them or something. You know, mm. we were we were putting putting them up on the vendor, and I only had so much gold because you also have to pay a listing fee. Mm. which seems kind of weird because it's your own vendor and I'm already paying him upkeep, but, and you paid for the building and the stall and yeah. So he wants more money to put up the, the items. So I'm like, all right, man, well, I only got this much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We put up a few of them and I'm like, well, I'll keep the rest. And, and, uh, when these sell, we'll put the other ones up, whatever. And I thought I had vaulted them, and I couldn't find them. I log in the next day, and and they were gone. And I'm like, oh, man, 
maybe I sold them. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but I, cause I've almost sold things before. And so I don't, I don't quick sell, you know, I do, I sell one at a time and it gets to pop up and then I confirm it, you know, because I've almost sold some important things. Right. Um, but the, yeah, there's no buyback on. I, the- yeah. What, what, like that's, I'm pretty sure that's in Diablo too. Like, <laughs> come, yeah. give me a vendor buyback. Just right. come on, let's solve that. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I lost them, and uh, I felt really bad because I mean they were they were basically donated to the guild, and like, hey, let's <laughs> let's try and sell these. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was talking to the guy, and he's like, hey, how's that going? And I was like, well, we sold two. I kind of lost four. <laughs> wow was he was he pretty stoked oh yeah i mean he he was like oh and i was like how'd that happen and i told him the story and i mean he wasn't like thrilled but <laughs> you know, <he's>, right. <laughs> I, I actually pulled the other ones off the vendor and gave them back to him along with the gold um that we had gotten from selling some of them mm. and then because he needed them to go to purple leather working so i was like well just take these go to purple you know it's whatever we were just testing out the vendors and trying a bunch of things and i managed to mess it up (laughs) so who's buying the stuff then you said you sold some stuff is it randoms or is it guildies or um yeah uh well we made the ek public Mm -hmm. so um yeah people kind of just pop in and uh, we have another, we have two vendors, um, and on the other one, there's like equipment and some other crafting type items. So people, yeah, randomly come in and, and search the vendor. Um, we do sell, you know, to some of the guildies too, but, um, if, if we know that they need something, you know, we don't necessarily mark it up as much, you know, it's like, you know, you can just trade me. Uh, a little bit less of the gold, you know, because you're in the guild or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, we kind of just sell to everyone. And it seemed to be uh, businesses, I don't know, it's going better now that we have the, the vendors and the EK is public. But when the uh, EK goes down, I mean, we don't have a timer, an exact timer for when that happens, which would be helpful if we had like a timer on the lobby screen or something. Right. Cause then, cause we have figured out that now nobles can also <clears throat> refresh it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a uh, several nobles and that helps keep it up. They can refresh it. But yeah. It'd be cool. Like me as a noble, if I could just see, Oh, it's only got 30 minutes left and I'll go ahead and refresh it before I, do whatever else I'm going to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a guessing game on the the timer. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I guess actually before I do that, did you have anything else to add? I didn't mean to just end your story if it wasn't over yet. Um, Uh, I mean, that was, yeah, the, basically the, about the vendors. Um, Another thing that was going on with the gold is the whole thing with taxes. mm. Uh, which seems to be just a, a way to take money out of the economy at the moment. 
because the taxes don't they don't go to anybody but do you choose whether or not there are taxes or is it just set uh it seems to be just set so okay if, if i list an item for you know eight thousand gold then there's a 10 percent tax applied to it so it's eight thousand eight hundred but that 800 doesn't go go to us or anyone it just kind of disappears at the moment that's really interesting that they do it that way like they make it a like an addition to whereas like uh again i'll just use wow as an easy example but on the auction house there whenever you sell something the auction so there's a listing fee just to list it Mm -hmm. and then if it sells the auction house takes a cut Mm -hmm. but if i want to sell something for three gold the buyer is only paying three gold. I'm just going to get less than three gold back when the transaction is finalized. Does that make sense? Versus oh, I see them seeing oh, there's an additional thirty percent charge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that percentage is that that in, you would get in in WoW? Yeah, is it also ten percent? I don't think it's that high. I think it's maybe like five or maybe less than that even, but I'm not sure. I'm hoping that uh, that tax eventually goes to like the guild or the person that owns the EK or something like that. And then maybe is can be adjusted. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it though, like what are the real gold sinks in the game? Now I'm sure there are some we just don't know about because we're not very high level or haven't played that much, but like, I mean, you've got the you've got the the gold sink around your disciplines, yeah, and and that also applies to tool belts, right? Uh-huh. So the tool kit itself or whatever, you can level that all the way up. Um, and it, and the disciplines are not just the harvesting and crafting, but you can also level up your your major and minor combat disciplines. Mm-hmm. So certainly, there's a lot of things there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, once you get those done, at least on a given character, you don't really need to do them again, you know? Yeah. So there's not another gold zinc. Like in 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 a lot of MMOs, which it doesn't make sense for this one because of the way that the gear works and they want the economy to work, but there's like a repair NPC. And so you can repair your gear and that forces you to dump gold. Mm-hmm. Um, or... I don't know, things, things of that nature. There's flight paths and, you know, or in Camelot horse tickets <laughs> to buy. <laughs> There's things to spend your money on that just drop it. But in Crowfall, like once you're done with progression, which again is a long road, but, but even still, mm-hmm. I don't really know where else you're spending gold. Yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, against taking the gold out of the economy. I guess I'm just like, uh, struggling with the way it makes sense because it's like i i buy the vendor or i craft everything it's all mine it's on my land mm-hmm. and then it's like well who's getting this money or you know it's just going to the vendor's pocket i guess i don't know crow god i guess yeah. Someone's, <laughs> yeah. someone's crow god someone's above <laughs> us in this world you know yeah i mean like crow with the auction with the auction house, it's it's an imaginary auction house cut, you know. So, I guess the right. vendor is just taking it all, <laughs> even yeah, though just, I'm already paying him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete my assassin and re-roll vendor because 
seems like he's got a way better deal than than I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, that's that's definitely interesting, and that's certainly not how I when I saw tax, I assumed much as you alluded to that it would be something that the the owner of the EK sets and regulates, and that's something that the owner of the EK reaps the reward of, or you know, makes it to their guild does, or whatever. But someone else is you know making money from from this, not just it goes away. So that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, that makes sense with um, the auction house cut example, like in WoW or, you know, the uh, seller getting less money because of that cut. It's a, kind of just a reverse of that where, mm-hmm. you know, the buyer is paying more up front. Right, right. So anything else to add to to either of those those items there? No, I think I, I mean, it covers that. Cool. Well, so kind of in line, though, with what I was talking about with, you know, the gold sinks are kind of tied into the progression. And I mentioned this at the the beginning of our conversation as well, um, just about how the progression of the game really is based in. It's not entirely crafting and harvesting, I guess, because your major and minor disciplines also can be leveled up. So that matters. And to some extent, the gear that you have access to, which you could buy and not not actually have any crafting or harvesting skills yourself. You could still access the best gear mm-hmm. and wear the best gear in the game. So it's not fair to say that it, the progression is exclusively crafting and harvesting, but it seems like that's a lot of it at least. Um, and I'm curious just, it, and I don't know how much you've even, you know, considered this or, or what, it just kind of came to me recently. I was thinking about it, but you know, in an old school MMO like Dark Age that we talk about all the time, it took a long time to level to max level. But yeah. even though it takes forever, every time I kill a mob, even if it only gives me 10 experience, I know that I gain, gain 10 more experience. And even if I need 30,000 to level and I'm only getting 10 at a time, I still know that I'm making progress with each kill. Yeah. Um, in this, though again once you're you're leveled that's not how it works anymore like now you're just cutting down trees and maybe a green logger discipline drops out or Mm -hmm. maybe you're crafting a staff with woodworking and maybe you get a green woodworking skill out of that but there's just a lot of rng tied to the progression and i don't know if i like that better or not than the traditional method of progression where you just have you know x amount of points are needed and then you accumulate those points in whatever method and once you've done it enough you you get the reward what do you think about that like uh if if you could cut down a thousand trees and and that got you to the next level right exactly exactly which is how it works in just about every other mmo i've played like i don't know if i've played one where you're your progression is tied literally to you have a chance for the skill to drop. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I haven't, uh, ran into the issue where, um, we're, you know, really trying to get something to drop. It's usually that I have the drops. I just don't have the gold. And so maybe that would be reverse if you were, um, farming mobs more and had more gold and then you're out, you know, 
trying to harvest, trying to get the, the things. But I seem to, as far as the drop rate goes, um, I don't know. I went logging the other night and it, I was only playing for like, I don't know, a little over an hour. And I ended up getting, I think, two, two green loggers mm. or something like that. Right. But I mean, I was pretty much cutting down trees almost the entire time. Right, right. And I, I mean, so that's 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 a good example, though. So you spent, let's say, three hours. I don't know how long you played. Let's just make up a number. You spent three hours and you got two loggers. Yeah. But you could spend that same three hours the next night and not get two. It's possible. Yeah. I right. don't I don't know what the percentage is. I I guess I would agree with you, though, that it's not so rare that it feels impossible. Mm-hmm. So maybe that does help it a bit. Um, I don't know. Like whenever we, and I, I, I know I talk about dark age so much, but that's just our like foundational MMO experience, despite playing 30 others between that and this. But like in dark age, it's like, even if I only had 10 minutes to play, I could log in, kill mobs for 10 minutes. And even though that I might not even be able to visibly see the representation of the experience increase on the bar, I know it's yeah. there. Whereas yeah. with this, it's like, I mean, I guess arguably you could also log in for 10 minutes and maybe you get that logger drop. But if you don't, uh, that 10 minutes didn't contribute to me being any closer to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's 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 almost different because that 10 minutes would contribute to more wood or more gold, mm-hmm. which is important for the progression. But you're not like necessarily getting better skilled. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure where I've landed with it. I mean, I, I think if anything, it's an interesting system. So I guess I would say I like it just because it's different. Um, yeah. I mean, the most extreme version of it is like Eve Online or Albion Online, where there's just a time thing. You know, I mean, Eve especially, where it's like, oh, you want to learn that skill? It literally takes four days real time. And that's it. And there's, there's nothing else for you <laughs> to do. Except yeah. wait that time. So then it's like you can play 10 minutes, but it didn't matter because your skill progression is not tied to your playtime at all. Right. <laughs> you know, I, th- but I think. It, it, oh, go ahead. I was going to say it would align with what you're saying, though, because in a game like Eve, if you do jump on and play, you're basically jumping into to accrue resources, not to skill up, you know. Yeah, and it, it probably lends itself to being able to pick up and play and be uh, more competitive or contribute more quicker because, you know, if you have a friend that's in a guild or something, maybe they just have some of those gems or disciplines and they can just toss them to you and then now you got, you know, a blue logger or something and you can go out and uh, get some things a little bit faster. Right. Yep. Yep. That's fair. So, um, yeah, I wanted to move over to, I'd, I'd looked up and I mean, it's a, it's about a week old now. I think it was from July 14th and, and this episode will be out the 21st, but the, um, this guy named Gordon Walton, I think is his name. Yeah. Who's the co-founder of Artcraft had a, kind of a dev blog update post um, that has, I mean, it's a few paragraphs. You can go check it out on their forums if you're interested, but 
I wanted to kind of talk about a couple of things that stood out to me from that. Um, one is that they, by design, have not kicked off advertising or, as he put it, serious promotional activities as of yet. Um, and they do plan to run massive marketing campaigns in North America and, and the EU and that sort of stuff. I thought that was I thought that was really interesting, and I thought it was I thought it was interesting for him to share that to begin with, yeah. and I think it's an interesting tactic. And honestly, though, maybe not maybe not a bad one because we had server issues on launch day anyway, mm-hmm. and if that was going to happen, if there was you know ten times as many players, that doesn't help that situation at all you know yeah i mean that's just that many more people that could be upset with the experience you know especially Mm -hmm. running into that launch issue Mm -hmm. um, that happened but i don't know it's it's really interesting because i mean obviously it's not uh there are certain things that could be improved upon you know um like uh the chat windows ui different things some uh, updates that are probably coming uh, down the pipeline. And so kind of giving that more time uh, to take place. I mean, I don't know. I think that could be a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And well, and yeah, to your point about updates, that's the other thing that I, I kind of took away from it. He said that there's a new major update on test server sometime within the week um, and that they're going to offer cosmetic items for people who play on test either at specific times or for specific durations or whatever the case may be. So I thought that was cool because they're trying to incentivize people to participate in tests because that's really, you know, key to making it good for, for live and getting feedback and that sort of stuff. So I'm interested to see that and I'm interested to see if I can check that out. If, if the, the, the times and durations they're looking for align with when I'm playing, I might be interested in doing that to get some cool cosmetic stuff or whatever. <laughs> and just to, to see what's coming around the corner, you know, and, and maybe be able to offer some feedback on, on what it is. Um, but yeah, as far as the major update, they said, or he said lots of, lots of updates impacting and literally listed like every area of the game, powers, abilities, equipment, EKs, everything. So uh, it sounds like some pretty, some pretty big changes might be, or not, I don't know about big changes, but just a large volume of changes or updates might be on the way here soon. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, just in trying to manage the EK and organize all of that, you know, there's a lot of um, commands and stuff, the way you set permissions, you know, and just little details that uh, could be ironed out and, and work better, like the vault um, inventory organization, uh, more tabs in the vault. Um, yeah. That type of well, stuff. Well, and I mean, in the vault, certainly, the vault definitely needs more tabs. I just don't understand why there's not a vault tab for, because right now it's like what? Like, uh, it's armor, weapons, and then is it like consumables, like account consumables, like your, your jump start level tome and the amount that I got from like the Griffin mount or whatever is yeah. in there. But like, why is there not one for food? Like cooking in the game is so complicated and there's so <laughs> many things just yeah. sort by anything that's used in cooking, whether yep. it's something I bought from the vendor, like the foil or if it's garlic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. let me, let me sort that that easily. Um, yeah. All the yeah. crafting I, items. I mean, 
wood or stone. I mean, it, I mean, you could type in, you know, some of those, but not all of them have the same universal keyword in it. So, it, right, like ore and wood work pretty well, but for the stone, there's not. They're not. It's not called. It's just granite. It's not called granite stone or something. So you can't <laughs> search for stone in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's tough. Um, and then also, so when I was on the forums, I also saw like a, they, I can't remember what the name of the post is now. It's stickied though uh, in the forum, but it's from Artcraft and it provides a, a template that you can fill out and then make a post on like five things you like about the game, five things you don't. I don't know. There's a couple of other sections to it, but so I kind of scrolled through that just to see like what consistently people are talking about. And I'm sure there's more than just these couple of things that I jotted down. But one thing is, is the inventory, but the inventory becomes even more crazy when you go to the drag, because in the drag, it's only a 200 slot inventory. There's no tabs and there's no search bar. What? So yeah, it's half the size, and you just have to scroll through the entire thing anytime you want to look for something. That's crazy. I don't remember that, but yeah, I believe. Yeah, it. yeah, it is. It is crazy. Well, it's crazy just because, like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to have the size be two hundred, and there's some balancing reason for that, I don't know what it is, but okay, fine. But not being able to search and not being able to to to, to have tabs, but certainly not even the search bar. Is, is just kind of a lot. I also think the inventory should have a search bar. Uh, yeah. Just because, yeah, trying to... It's funny. I understand putting limitations on inventories, um, again, from a balancing perspective, because it gives more weight to decisions on what you're going to keep or not. Yeah. But, man, the amount of time, and this is not unique to Crowfall, in gaming at large, the amount of time that can be spent managing inventory items is like we got to get rid of this guys like this is this is not a fun mini game to micromanage my inventory for an hour yeah um fun fun side note that you might not know about is uh you can actually uh take items out of your inventory and quick drop them on another person to give it to them I think you actually can also do that through the party window interface. I read uh, uh, yeah. like just over their name in the party window. I think you uh, can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some, there's some interesting things already in there. Um, in the example of that, uh, the person I got the story from was talking about, they were in the drags and they were going to potentially get in a fight and someone just quickly, dump their resources on another person uh, to keep them safe. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I guess they could stealth or something. I don't know. There's a way right, for right. them to get away, but yeah. Somehow it makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, the other thing I saw, and again, there, there's, I'm sure, more complaints and maybe there's even more popular ones, but uh, the other the other major change I saw a lot of people saying is just there really, really is a, a big thirst for faction versus faction campaign. Yeah. And I think that's pretty interesting as well. I'm curious how far that's going to go, though, because on the one hand, 
dreg seems really hard if you're not in a big guild um yeah. i mean i see groups of 10 or more a lot out in the dregs and i haven't even been out there that much mm-hmm. but so even if you were in a guild and you were out there with a full group like you're gonna get rolled by two full groups right <laughs> yeah so on the one hand i i get it um that that is like turnoffish if you don't if you're not in the big guild you can't go out there mm-hmm. on the other hand though the faction versus faction gives everyone an out. <laughs> so now you don't have to join the larger guild and, and maybe you could even be in like a really small guild or maybe even be guildless uh-huh. and still survive in the faction versus faction, which I mean is great, but does that over time take away from or diminish the guild versus guild drag, you know, yeah. because it eliminates the necessity for people to join and, and merge forces on that scale that you would for the drag. Yeah, potentially. Um, I, I, I'm definitely wanting to experience the, you know, faction versus faction campaign mm. just because it, it gives you a more, more of a team that is outside of your guild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, potentially you're not having to fight every single group <laughs> you run across. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting point because you know, depending on the how the faction versus faction goes, maybe less guilds want to go to the guild versus guild one. Yeah, and maybe that's healthier though because maybe what that means is that the the giant guilds go to the GVG drag and they fight each other, and that's that's who it's designed for. Because again, if you're out there as a small team you're safe as long as you don't get spotted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it is better for that because, and to be clear, you and I fall in the category of players and guild that would thrive more in the faction versus faction campaign because we don't have the the scale or the know-how or the organization mm-hmm. to compete with those giant guilds in, in the drag right now and the, the guild versus guild drag. So kind of uh, how I see it would be, if uh if you went to the guild versus guild and used it as an opportunity to really just play together with your guild and maybe practice some things because if it's guild versus guild there's a better chance that you're always going to find fights so maybe it lends itself to getting into more situations and then uh I see the faction versus faction being like, you know, maybe the more important end all be all wars. Um, Mm. Maybe. And that could be emphasized with the reward structure. Potentially. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think it just depends on the, the, what the campaign rewards end up being. Um, Yeah. But you know, definitely the faction versus faction would then enable, See, I don't know. I feel like the guild versus guild would actually still be the more rare rewards just because only a few guilds are going to get it. So then it's really, really, you know, I'll use air quotes, prestigious to have like who, like whatever the rewards are from this first drag, uh-huh. there's only going to be a very small percentage of the player base, especially if you were to go three years from now or something like way into the future. Yeah. People who won the first ever drag are going to be a tiny fraction of the player base, right? Right, so right. so that makes it really unique and whatever. 
Whereas if it's faction versus faction, well, now there's only two or three groups total that are, you know, depending on how many factions there are, they're going to be in there. And so then a third of the player base is all going to get this reward. So, which is cool if you're you and me who can't get the GVG rewards right now, yeah. but it does diminish the, the cool factor of the reward if, if everyone can have it, you know? Yeah. Like maybe there, there is that faction reward for everyone, but maybe there's a top three that gets something mm, else like the that's top fair. three guilds out of that faction get something. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up here is um, obviously as I talk about every episode and probably will continue to talk about every episode until we've learned everything there is to learn about Crowfall, <laughs> it is challenging to find information sometimes and you kind of have to go digging. And so uh, we wanted to kind of start spotlighting some other creators that we found and they might be Twitch streamers, they might be YouTubers, they might be other podcasters if, if that ever happens. Uh, as long as they're not on our corner. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, we're loosely calling the seg segment Creator Corner. Um, but yeah, you had found uh, a guy who had made some videos for some different classes and, and how those specs work. So did you want to talk about him a little bit? Yeah, um, I'm, I might be butchering his name, but uh, Supa Konjin? Konjin? Mm -hmm. Um I came across some of his videos on YouTube and the thing that I liked about it was he had uh, done anywhere from like 10 minute to 15 minute videos on all the classes and he had had them um, right before launch. He had, he had done all the classes. So I was looking at a lot of them trying to figure out like what I was going to play and stuff, but um, they all kind of follow a similar uh, format where he shows uh, a spec, talks about all the talents, and then goes into uh, the abilities and how they could potentially play in certain situations. So he has he has specs then for all the classes, and um, yeah, they seem like they're pretty thoughtful, not bloated, to the point. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I don't know. They seem they seem pretty legit. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that they're the best spec or anything, but you know, no one does. Yeah, it just gives you an idea of like what they are and everything. Well, that's what. So that's another thing that's so interesting about this game, though, is that like uh, now. So I did find a thing the other day, a program, I guess you would call it, that um, is a a parsing program, so it can read your combat log in real time and then output what people are like what people's dps is and how often they're cycling their abilities and just all sorts of stuff that you can you can glean um which this is really really common in rating mmos whether it be wow or final fantasy 14 or whatever the case is it's very popular to go and analyze that data but in crowfall i mean it's that's the only thing i've seen like that and that's kind of advanced i would say to run that thing <laughs> that uh -huh. program so it's you know like you say well i don't know if these are the best specs or not like i think there's a lot of speculation there still like i don't think there's at least i've not been able to find an authoritative source that's just like this is the best and here is the math that proves that whereas again in these rating mmos that have been out forever there is just math that just shows you like yeah 
this set of conditions produces 1000 DPS and this set of conditions produces 800 DPS. So clearly yeah. the thousand is better, you know? Right. Right. I mean, it's the dynamics of it is, is always, um, I don't know. There's a lot of possibility because it depends on your group makeup. I mean, something that could be, you know, great on damage, depending on who's in your group, maybe that's not exactly what you want or, you know, there's a lot of different variations that could be useful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I think it's cool just that there's someone that's trying to, to, to at least share their, their take on it. Um, and again, it's thoughtfully done and it's not, it's not bloated or anything like that. And yeah, I don't know how you pronounce the name either. It's S U P A K O N I J N. Um, but in the show notes, if anyone's interested, we'll have a link directly to his YouTube channel, um, and his Twitter handle, but yeah, you can check him out. And, and definitely I would say check the videos out cause they're pretty, pretty legit. Well, that's all for the show today. You can find a link in the show notes for Superconigen, or however you say that, if you'd like to check out his videos. You can also follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. And I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests. And my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley and is all about why gaming matters. Thanks so much for the listen. Have a great week.